Rogers scrambles He's left, winds up, runs the ball. He's got time at the 10 to the 5. Yes. To the end zone. Touchdown. And a dagger. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Gone for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Heyo Packer fans, what is going on and welcome to the Packers Trilogy podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy. This this is the podcast for you diehard Packer fans by diehard Packer fans. I am your host Trevor. You can find me on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor and I am joined as always with my two good buddies Scott the Vanilla Gorilla and Tyler aka T Plush. You can find Scott on Twitter at Vanilla7Gorilla, and you can find Tyler on Twitter at Tyler Kurth. You can also find our podcast on Twitter at Trilogy underscore pod, and make sure you're checking that out for all of our content, including the Bucks Trilogy podcast and the Brewers Trilogy podcast, because we have weekly episodes going out about those as well, so make sure you guys are checking that stuff out too. Um, we want to start this podcast by saying sorry about missing the recap podcast. So we'll do some of that in this one, uh, recap that terrible, terrible game in Los Angeles. Um, and then obviously like we normally do for our Thursday show is we will look ahead to the Panthers and talk about what the Packers need to do in order to win that matchup. So, um, I think uh, we are going to get right into it, but before we do, guys, how are you doing this fine evening? I'm doing well, Trevor. Thanks for asking. I have only two more Natter days left after this one I'm currently drinking, so I can't wait to be done with them. I'm kind of sick of them. (laughs) You better finish them before this podcast is over. Is that a challenge? You bet your ass that's a challenge. All right, beer bitch, fetch me one. (laughs) It's not working. (laughs) Are you talking to your cats? It was directed to anybody. But, yeah, the cats, that'd be a a neat trick if they could do that. (laughs) Get a dog, they might be able to do that. Someday, that's the goal. Scott, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm uh, I got Keystone, so I'm a happy camper. Nice, nice. All right, so we got Natural Light and Keystone. We're drinking from the finest of beers here. All right, so Scott, why don't you start us off with a talking point from that atrocious 26-11 loss to the. Los Angeles Chargers, and I almost said San Diego Chargers. <laughs> uh, dude, I've been saying San Diego Chargers all year. Um, I guess my first talking point has to go with time of possession. So um, 
the Chargers had the ball for just about 36 minutes of the game, whereas the Packers had it for about 24. Um, with that comes first downs. Now the Chargers had 24 first downs, Packers had 13. So it was making those plays on third down um, to move the chains, and the Packers just didn't seem to be able to stop the the Chargers almost at all this game. Um, whereas the Chargers were able to shut us down um, rather um, rather easily. So, yeah, just looking at that, and then our defense having to be out there so much um, obviously kind of wears them down a bit. Um, obviously, it's not a great confidence booster for them to have to keep going back out on the field over and over and over again. So um, that was my big point from last week, just not getting those stops. Yeah, especially in the first quarter, going back to your time of possession topic, the Chargers ran 18 plays to the Packers' five. Divide that up into minutes. It was 11 minutes to four minutes, give or take a few seconds in there. But that was the big theme throughout the game. I'm glad you hit on that because this game was really weird to watch. It kind of left me wondering, like, this is not the Packers team we've seen all year. It it was very frustrating. Obviously, the offense couldn't get anything going. And it was unlike the loss to the Eagles where we were moving the ball and not executing they just we couldn't do anything all game so like I was a calm mad all game I I don't think I screamed once I just sat there and I was dumbfounded like I don't know what the hell happened there was they got in late whatever time change make excuses but this team just did not show up to play last week and hopefully they learned their lesson because it doesn't matter where you're playing or the time changes I mean teams have to go to freaking London nowadays so there's no excuse for the goose egg the Packers put up last week. It is very irritating for me. Yeah, um, I agree. I I 100% think this Chargers team is very talented and much better than their 3-5 and five record they had going into this game. Um, because we talked about it on the preview podcast. Like, offensively and defensively, for that matter, um, there is a ton of talent on this team, and there would be no surprises if they end the season 10 and 6, even if that they have five losses already. Like, they're that good. They are a very, very good team, very talented. Um, offensively, they got two big weapons in the wide receiver game. They've got a very good tight end. They've got two very good running backs, and they've got a very good quarterback. So, it's it's not easy to beat this team, even though they've been beat a lot so far this year. Um, I think that's kind of an anomaly, and they are going to figure it out because they are an extremely good football team. Um, and in case you were wondering, Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram are pretty good football players. <laughs> so, Scott, do you have another talking point for last week? Yeah, I just got a couple numbers here. Uh, first number is 85.5, um, which is was Aaron Rodgers' um, QB rating uh, this past game, 
which is his second lowest on, on the season. His lowest was 85.2. Do you guys guess what game that's from? Probably Philly. Chicago. It was it was not either of those. It was actually the Dallas game where he had no touchdowns. That was also the game where Aaron Jones put the team on his back. Um but another number that stems from that is 4.6, which was the average yard per pass for Aaron uh, this weekend. And that is by far his lowest of the season. Um, That's awesome. Where he, <laughs> he averages 7.8 on the year. But 4.6 yards per throw for Aaron. That... Uh, that's really low, man. <laughs> really low. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, that's really not good, especially seeing so we had Devonte back too. Like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler, before you go, um, I just want to correct you, Scott. That is passer rating, not quarterback rating. Sorry. Yeah. My bad. Because QBR and eighty-five QBR, that would be really impressive because it's out of a hundred but yes passer rating the yes. one that's out of 158.3 yeah hmm. good catch okay tyler <laughs> you can go the beers are getting to me i didn't even notice that <laughs> <laughs> all right the a couple numbers i dug up uh from the loss relates really to the lack of turnovers we didn't have any against the chargers and when you back it up the Packers season, at least turnover wise, they had eight takeaways in the first three games, which was pretty damn good. And we were okay with them giving up the big plays that they gave up against the Chargers as well, because we were taking the ball over in key spots. The last six games, we only have six takeaways. And then you go, okay, well, how about some red zone turnovers? Seems like that was a theme early in the year. Well, the last one was that Derek Carr fumble, where it went out of the end zone and then we got a touchback. So I'm, that one like doesn't really count. So otherwise, you have to back up to week two when Kevin King intercepted Cousins versus the Vikings. That was the last red zone turnover. So this defense, the turnovers are going down. The clutch factor in the red zone enforcing turnovers is going down. So I'm not liking the way this defense is trending, and it's starting to become a big talking point for me. Look, with with turnovers in general, if that's something that your defense is kind of predicated on and really that's what this defense is predicated on, it's it's going to be up and down. Because if you're just a solid defense that doesn't give up a lot of yards because you're sound um, tackling, you're sound in your assignments, um, that's the types of defenses that really work well through an entire season. Um, but an opportunistic one like the Packers have been, you're going to see tons and tons of fluctuations because turnovers don't always come. And I bet you there's going to be a swing of three games where the Packers get another six, seven, eight turnovers, and you're going to be like, this is why we love this defense. Um, but I do think it's a concern, and I do think it's something that, they need to focus on. Um, I think part of it is on Patton. Um, it's just that they're playing a lot of soft coverage, which again, I think we talked about it last week. 
it just it just doesn't make sense and doesn't fit his mo and it just it just seems weird um and maybe that's matchup based but it did not work these last two weeks look matt moore looked like the legit quarterback and he did against the vikings too they won that game shout out to the chiefs and shout out to kirk cousins not being able to play in big games that they need to win um but you made matt moore look like a guy that wasn't coaching high school football last year and the beginning of this year and all of that stuff and then you make Philip Rivers, who is an elite quarterback, I think. If he's not elite, he's damn good. Um, you made that offense that hasn't been great all year, you made them just click all the way up and down the field until they got in the red zone. But this is this was one of my talking points, is the defense. Everyone wants to blame the defense. And I saw way too much of this, and I think a lot of people – after they stop and thought about it, was like, no, this game's on the offense because when when you only have the ball for 24 minutes and you don't start moving the ball with any sort of consistently till till the fourth quarter, like that is terrible. And your defense is going to give up 26 points, but the defense gave up 26 points in a game where they were on the field for 36 minutes. Like that is crazy. There is. The defense played well, and they played how they play have played all year. They give up yards. They don't play great between the 20s, but they lock them down in the red zone. And, yes, they didn't get their turnovers in the red zone. But look. Look at the play-by-play. Look at the scoring plays of this game. They, they constantly settled for field goals in the first half and deep into the third quarter. There was... The Packers were in this game halfway through the third quarter because the defense allowed four field goals when the Chargers should have had at least 24 points because most of the times you think you, even if they scored three out of four and they kick a field goal, that's 24 points. But the Packers held them to 12. They could have been at 24, 28, 20, something like that, but the Packers held them to 12 and kept them in the game. And then... They give up the two touchdowns to Melvin Gordon. And I don't think you can blame that on the defense. The first touchdown drive was six plays, 27 yards. You can't blame that on the defense. The next one, 10 plays, 75 yards in five minutes. Um, That one was late third quarter, early fourth quarter when they were driving there. Um, But I, I still don't think you can blame them. They were out on the field the whole game. And I just, I don't see how you can blame them. I actually thought they played a decent game. It's just the offense needed to help help them just a little bit, and they got nothing from the offense. My other point, and this is just all one rant, is I see people saying that the Packers' offense is worse with Devontae Adams. (sighs) Devontae Adams is a bonafide number one in this league. He is a top five receiver in this league, and you're not going to change my mind on that. Everyone's saying that Rodgers was forcing the ball to Adams, and as soon as he gets Adams gets back, he's forcing it and not playing within the system. But if you watch that football game, Aaron Rodgers' first read was Devontae Adams, and that is from the game plan. That is from the play design. And... So if you're going to blame someone, blame 
Matt LaFleur, but I don't think you should because that was the right game plan. You give your best guy space and opportunities, and he is going to do a good job for you. And he did. Um, It's just the Chargers play a soft defense. Now, I was just complaining about Mike Pettin playing soft, but the Chargers have, that's their MO. That's what they're good at. So they can do that. Um, and they just let Devontae catch underneath and made the sure tackle because they can actually tackle on defense. I know you don't know about that in Green Bay. That's for sure. Um, but I just think when I saw that from multiple people saying Devontae Adams is ruining the offense, I'm like, no, he's not. They were trying to get him involved early. He just got back, and it was the reads. It wasn't Rodgers forcing it to him. He looked at the first guy in his progression, and that guy is Devontae Adams. And nine times out of ten, Devontae Adams is going to be open when you look at him. So I just I couldn't believe some of that stuff. And I know um, some of the guys that I listen to have been saying this all week as well, but I just – I needed to get that off my chest because I couldn't believe some of the stuff I was seeing on Twitter about that. I was like, I don't understand it. And I am sick of talking about this game because the Packers just didn't show up. And if they don't show up against NFL teams, including the Dolphins who got their first win this week, you're not going to win in the NFL if you don't show up. So um, I think that's what happened. They had a terrible game. You reset. And you look forward to a good Carolina team. And that's what we're going to do. So, Tyler, why don't you tell us, what do you think the Packers need to do in order to um, win this game against the Panthers? Actually, I'm going to stop you. I'm going to go first because you just segued right into my point. (laughs) Sorry, Tyler, but just shut the hell up for a second. Um, One thing we need to do, my point is, are... E-L-A-X, right? Just like Aaron Rodgers said, we just got to relax. He called it a slice of humble pie. Um, They got their shit tossed by a team with a subpar record. And like we said, of course, they were our team that's better than what the record was. But still, um, it was first game having Devontae back. Um, They were, the guys were in a groove, you know, they're in, feeling good i got this hot streak going um i think people obviously are trying to find reasons to panic and blaming Devonte is a new one but that just shows you how how um irrational things are now that we just lost a game you know so my thing we need to do is just chill the hell down come out um with uh not so much confidence i guess this coming week and just take care of business like we have been all season and and guess what when i predicted before the season 12 and 4 you know what to get 12 wins on a season you have to lose four times and the packers have lost twice and we are over halfway through the season now so just like scott said relax we're fine all right, well, you guys can have your relax fest over there. I don't know what's going on. But I'm jacking our corners up for the next game because that's what I think the key to beating the Panthers is, obviously, besides stopping McCaffrey, which Trevor is going to talk a little bit about. So I'm going to focus elsewhere first. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. And uh, that's really on our corners. Jair had a 
not so good game against the Chargers. I expect him to rebound. He does that every now and then. And then our right corner health was a little bit of a concern. Uh, Kevin King was on a snap count last week against the Chargers, only played 20 snaps. Jermaine Williams played 30 from the right corner spot. And then Tony Brown got 19 snaps. So that obviously having rotating bodies in there, you need to be communicating and you need players playing at their highest level. Um, and then you think that the Panthers like, okay, well, they don't really have any good receivers. They got uh, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, but those guys aren't terrible. They haven't made the leaps. I think the Panthers and Panthers fans have expected them to, but Moore is averaging 70 yards a game. Samuel's averaging 50 yards a game. There's four touchdowns between both of them. I mean, the only other players that have scored offensive touchdowns for the Panthers are Greg Olson and Christian McCaffrey. So um, they do have the ability to score, but when most of the game plan is going to be around McCaffrey, you need to limit uh, those guys well below their season averages and obviously don't give up the big play and really make the Panthers one-dimensional. I mean, we know where they want to go with the ball, so... Sure, let them. Let them try and just shut down the other guys. I think that will be a key for this week. Yeah. Um, so, like Tyler so rudely pointed out, <laughs> my my thing that the Packers need to do <clears throat> is stop McCaffrey. And that's just not going to happen. You're not going to stop this guy. He is so talented. Um, so, I just think they need to try to slow him down. And some of his stuff, like some of his averages this year are just incredible. Um, he's got rushing the ball. He's got 5.3 yard average, 110 yards rushing per game. Um, that leads the league currently. He's got 10 rushing touchdowns. That leads the league currently. Um, going to the receiving side, because even if you just – go up in the box, you have eight guys in the box and you're like, beat us through the air. Well, Christian McCaffrey can definitely beat you through the air. He can beat you on screens. He can beat you on checkdowns. He can beat you on actual routes down the field. He can beat you on flies, wheels down the field. He can beat you any which way in the passing game as well. Um, he's got yards per reception average at 8.6. He's got three receiving touchdowns. Um, it's it's just incredible what he is doing this year, and it it's not going to be easy. But that is something that the Packers need to at least try to slow him down. Um, and you all know that I love the DVOA stats um, and just the advanced stats in general from Football Outsiders. I think a lot of what they do is just phenomenal. Um, so if you look at this for DVOA. Christian McCaffrey, number one in the league. DR, and that, again, is defense-adjusted defense yards above replacement. Um, he's at 239. The next closest is Zeke in Dallas, and he's at 237, and those two are, like, all alone at the top. Um, the next closest is Delvin Cook, who has been really incredible this year for Minnesota. He's at 197. Um and then he's kind of in a league all by itself, and then everyone after him are a lot lower in those um, statistics. And the other crazy thing is Christian McCaffrey hasn't fumbled the football, um, which I just think is 
pretty incredible. And he is a very high usage back. And the fact that he hasn't fumbled at all um, is incredible. He has a pretty good catch rate, about 80%. Um, Gmo, if you're listening, that would be great if you could do that. Um, I just... I just think it's going to be very hard. Um, I'm not going to say impossible because nothing's impossible, but the you have to try to slow him down. You know, if you, if you get him to, maybe they use him a lot still, but you're getting him on rushing attempts averaging closer to three, and maybe you're really try to slow him down. Maybe you put a safety on him that's a decent cover man as well. Um, and you slow him down in the pass game, I think that's a win. Even if you don't slow him down in the run game and you stop what he can do in the pass game, um, if even if he's averaging six yards a carry, they're going to have to be very consistent. And at that point, you got to hope your offense can go out and get you a lead, get you 7, 10, 14-point lead, and then they're not going to run the ball anymore. So I just think everything has to be around McCaffrey. If you focus your all your resources there, then you gotta then you gotta trust that the rest of your defense can hold up against Kyle Allen because at this point you gotta take away their best player and he is just an absolutely phenomenal player, best running back in the league in my opinion. Um, so I just think you need to do everything you can to try to slow him down. Do you guys have anything else you think the Packers need to do, or should we jump ahead to our stats? I'd say score more points than the Panthers. That's a good key to the game. <laughs> oh, that'd be helpful. That's a good point, Tyler. Genius. Wow. Tyler, We they should probably hire you as a head coach somewhere, <laughs> maybe in Miami. I don't think they understand the fact that they need to score more than the other team. <laughs> That's fair. God, every time you keep mentioning the Dolphins, I think a snowflake. So, thanks. I'm going to go watch Ace Ventura tonight now. <laughs> oh, good call. <laughs> Stats. Let's do stats. Yes, let's do some stats. Who wants to start us off since Scott already ruined our order? Trevor starts. No, just kidding. I'll start. (laughs) All right. Um, I'm just going to focus on turnovers. So looking at turnover differential, we got two top five teams in the league. Carolina's fifth in the league for turnover differential at a plus six where the Packers are third with plus seven. Um, when you look at those statistics, um, Carolina has 12 interceptions on the year. You got three from Dante Jackson, three from James Bradbury, two from Ross Cockrell, two from Luke Kuchikli. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Trey Boston and Javian Elliott have one each. Was that Ben? Uh, no, fuck you. Um, <laughs> and then they've also forced six fumbles. So um, they've created quite a few turnovers, um, whereas their opponents have five total interceptions, and that's four of them coming against Kyle Allen. Um, so I think that... Um, winning the turnover battle, kind of like what you guys mentioned before about we just weren't creating turnovers that last game. Neither team did, so um, just getting getting some big momentum plays will be 
helpful for us, seeing as Carolina's also been a top 10 scoring team. So, um, yeah, hopefully hopefully guys like Jair can uh, have a bounce-back game and put in some work. Wow, that's crazy. The Panthers are a top 10 scoring team. I did not realize that. Yes, 26.1 points per game. Huh. Well, I guess my stat, I guess that kind of correlates. Like Trevor already mentioned Christian McCaffrey's touchdowns. He has 13 on the year, 10 of them on the ground, three receiving, obviously, then, which is obviously very, very impressive for one man to do that. And we're just over the halfway point in the season. And they've already had their bye week, so that's all one game less than the Packers, technically. But the Packers have 17 total touchdowns between Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, so that is also incredible. Uh, Jamal Williams seems to get more of them through the air. He has five on the year, and then Aaron Jones has eight rushing touchdowns, so little difference in that regard. But, I mean, this is going to be a battle of the running backs, you would imagine, and see who can score the most. You would have to think that having two running backs for the Packers who can stay a little more fresh throughout the entire game would play to our advantage, but Chris McCaffrey's also damn good, so I'm looking forward to this matchup. Yeah, the Packers have a damn good running back in Aaron Jones, but Christian McCaffrey is he's on another level. Um, he is just an absolutely incredible football player. Um, let's go away from the boring standard stats that those two losers went through and get to the advanced stats. Oh, I was expecting a reaction from you two. Well, thanks. You don't get the I logged off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to look again, like we normally do on the preview pods. We are going to look at how the teams rank per DVOA in the league right now. Um, and right now, which this one really confused me because I couldn't believe it because Christian McCaffrey is absolutely incredible. He leads the lead, league, leads the league in DVOA, um, leads the league in rushing touchdowns, like all of that. I do not understand um, how Carolina is in offensive DVOA, is currently ranked 21st in the league. I, I don't get it. I, I do not understand at all how they are that low. Um, it doesn't make sense to me. They are actually a negative DVOA team, negative um, 4.5. And just so you know, the Packers are 14.5%. So they are considerably better and rank sixth. So I, don't, I really don't get it. Um, I'm guessing their pass game isn't great outside of Christian McCaffrey and they have Christian McCaffrey in the run game, but I just, it's kind of crazy how low they are on that. Even with um, Allen as their quarterback, it's just, it's, it's just kind of weird. And now that I'm looking at it, DVOA, they're ranked 21st in run as well at negative 9.5%. So it's just, it's kind of weird. Um, they're ranking for that. And like I said, the Packers are ranked sixth last week. They were ranked three. So I feel like that's a, pretty generous drop for them considering what we saw or really didn't see from the offense that might as well have been my high school football team who can barely win a game anyways 
Um, yeah, it was bad. But they're still sixth in the league per DVOA. Uh, defensively, the Panthers are ninth. Um, and they have been good this year. That shouldn't surprise you. Ron Rivera always has good defenses. Uh, Packers continue to slide down this um, ranking. They're at 20th in the league currently uh, on defense. Special teams, um, Packers are 20th. I think they were right around that last week, maybe 21st. Um, And the Panthers are 12th. I don't think there's a lot of swaying there, um, even though it is a little bit of a gap. But, again, special teams, I think, as long as the Packers are average or slightly below, and that's where they're at right now, I think they'll be okay. And Tremont Smith looked to give us a little juice last week, um, not overly consistently, but he did seem to have a little bit of juice in special teams. Um, And then we'll move to overall DVOA. Panthers are ranked 16th in the league, and the Packers are ranked 8th. So obviously obviously you see how much um, offense can affect that because the Panthers were top 15 in both defense and special teams, but they're 16th in overall. Um, And the Packers are 20th in special teams and defense, and then they're ranked 8th in the league. Um, per DVOA, just showing you how important offense is, even with a terrible, terrible, terrible week against Los Angeles in a pretty bad week one, they are still sixth in the league, and that has to be very encouraging for Packer fans. Um, one more thing that I just briefly wanted to mention, and this is part of the reason why I think that the def- defense is struggling. Um, part of it, I think Mike Patton just needs to get a little bit better um, in adjustments and figuring out what teams are doing and what they can do to counteract that. But the other thing is I think the defensive line is really struggling. Um, I think Kenny Clark has had a decent year. It's not as good as it was last year, but I think part of that is he doesn't have Mike Daniels next to him. Um, most of the time it's him and one other guy in there, so it's it's hard to look good when if they're run blocking – and they're, they have five guys to year two, they can double both of those guys and really get them pushed off the line of scrimmage. Um, so I think the scheme is part of it. But right now the Packers, in adjusted line yards, is 32nd in the league. And that statistic is basically just a way of looking at um, how the offensive line and defensive line are basically moving the line of scrimmage. So if the offensive line gets a push, that's going to help the running back get farther down the field without getting touched. Um, but the Packers are at 5.25 right now. And Miami, who is bad in pretty much all aspects of the game, um, are at 5.22 in the league average and it's not even close. Like the 15th ranked team is San Francisco and they are 4.27, a whole yard difference. Um, and that's how big of a push off opposing offensive lines are getting. And it's something I think if Mike Patton decides to, especially on early downs, just put a few extra guys out there that can eat up blocks. I think that'll help Blake Martinez I think that would help. You could put Rashawn Gary out on the field as your third 
defensive lineman. He did it in college. You could put Zadarius out there and leave Rashawn Gary on the outside. I think getting Rashawn out there could be is going to be a good thing, and they need to do more of that. Um, so I just think, especially on early downs, we need to see more of that because it's it's not working the way they're doing it. And if it's not working, you need to fix it. Um, the only other thing on defensive line, they're still doing a Green Bay – in general, is doing a good job at adjusted sack rates. Um, they are currently ranked ninth in the league with that. Um, so even though it doesn't feel like they've gotten as much pressure recently, they are still doing a pretty good job of that. So that is all I have. So, Tyler, why don't you start us off with a game prediction? Ooh, all right. I think the Packers come out a little ticked off and irritated. And they jump out big early, and second half is maybe a little bit slower. So I'm going to go a 28-21 Packers win. I think going into halftime, it's like a 21-7 score, and then uh, they kind of fizzle out. It's going to be a colder day at Lambeau. But, yeah, I think Packers come out firing and really kind of give us fans something to cheer about for the first time in over 60 minutes of football. So... All in all, I think we get a win. <laughs> okay, okay. I have a different thought. I I think that they're gonna come out strong, but I think both teams are gonna kind of battle back and forth in the first half. I think it's gonna be actually tied fourteen fourteen at halftime, but then the Packers finish strong fin- uh, with uh, two more touchdowns, and they hold the Panthers just to one more field goal. So. I say Packers win 28-17. to 17. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to go a little bit the opposite. Um, I think early on the Panthers are going to look good, and it's going to be scary to Packers fans everywhere. Um, they're going to get Christian McCaffrey going a little bit early. Um maybe the first couple of drives, then the Packers are going to figure it out a little bit. Defensively, they're going to figure it out. Their offense is going to be clicking, hopefully, most if not all of the game. Um, And that's going to be a close halftime score, 14-17. I'm up in the air at who's winning at halftime, but something like that at halftime, close game. And then the ending score i got packers winning on a game winning mason crosby field goal 31-28 all right boys do we have anything else negatory no nope. uh, i'm all set all right so that'll be it for us for this week um we will be back we will actually do a game recap of this game uh, again, sorry about that. There was some crazy circumstances. I was at home this weekend, as we all were actually, uh, watching the game with my family. And on my way back, I needed to get gas, and my dumbass dropped my wallet at my brother's house, and I didn't have any way to pay for the gas. So I was stuck waiting for my family to bring me my wallet. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear that story. <laughs> Yeah, I I, re- I don't know why I said that where people could actually hear how stupid I was. But in my defense, it fell out and landed on someone else's jacket. So I didn't like hear it fall or anything. And uh, 
It was awful. <laughs> I was sitting in a gas station for like 45 minutes. And I just didn't want to record after that. So hopefully this makes up for it. And hopefully you guys enjoy this. Um, as always, make sure you guys are checking out our other podcasts. Uh, the Bucks Trilogy Podcast, Brewers Trilogy Podcast. Um, you can find all of our content at Trilogy underscore pod on Twitter. We post our stuff to Facebook as well, so you can see us there. Um, WiscoSportsTrilogy.com is another place that you can find our stuff. So any of those places will have all of our content, so make sure you guys are checking that out. But until next week, Go Pack Go! Finkel is Einhorn. Bear down, LOL.